Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the final episode of season one of Trapped Under Plastic, the podcast for the miniature hobby enthusiast. <sighs> it's right. back! Oh, no! <laughs> All right, This is a special episode, isn't it, John? This is a special, special day. <laughs> So today, me and John are going to spend a portion of the day reading through all of your lovely feedback for season one so that we can incorporate it into season two. But we also wanted to make an episode for you. So it's a little bit shorter one, but at least it's something and not nothing. Yes, we we felt guilty about not doing an episode and we found a good compromise. Mm -hmm. We found something that we can just chat on without a ton of extra work and us prepping for. Yeah. And we think it's fun to talk about Mm -hmm. and it's timely. Mm hmm. And we can still do our other work today, too. So Absolutely. Everybody wins, right? Yeah. In theory. Right. So we got to have a little bit of a preamble, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, I appreciate driving here. Yeah. So me and John are about an hour, 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty stingy with how I consume content. I only watch videos in the neighborhood of anywhere under 10 minutes, under 15 minutes. Rarely do I listen to longer form podcasts and things like that. So driving here, I have the opportunity to do that. Mm. So one of the videos I watched was uh, Vince's a video about him painting an ogre army in 24 hours. Yeah. And it wasn't like a no sleep thing. which was just like, I'm going to be working for 24 hours. He pauses yes. the timer when he goes to eat and things like that. So like a really good kind of like metric, right? Basically what we tried to do, 24 hours of actual painting, mm. right? Or maybe a little bit longer. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and so I could just listen to that. And that's a video where I would not sit down and just watch it ever because it's like an hour and 12 minutes long. Yeah. So that was good. I listened to, uh, uh, on a previous trip, I listened to the your interview with uh, Hobby Time in the Murder Basement. Yeah. So yeah, I get to listen to the long things and uh, I like it. I do that, I do that too when, when the shoe's on the other foot. Nice. I'm coming up. I get to do that. Um, okay. So what you should have done is you should have watched vince's seraphon army in uh in like 48 hours oh, that's that one because he failed at that one so that would make you feel better about failing <laughs> your, yours. <laughs> yes i failed so yeah the last time we talked to last time we had a podcast that was bef- that was like two days before i started and now this is after right yeah. so yeah i failed shocker <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because we recorded that on a monday and it was like tuesday night so the next night, and you were like still cleaning models. I'm like, oh no, Scott, no, there's no way this is getting done. You know, had all of your models cleaned and built yet? No, man, I got lost in converting five more blood knights. But it's not like you had fun doing that. So I, I love doing it. It's so much fun. Yeah. And then uh, we had we got more ideas for making more blood knights. Yeah. And then I see you reaching out into the Facebook group uh, yeah, trying to pick up more of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those ghosty boy horses. And that actually relates kind of because we discovered that idea when we were at a hobby store with our friends, which is that kind of leads us into the topic for today. But did you have yes. some other preamble you want to talk about? Um, I have no idea. I, I thought I did, but I, I can't really remember it now. Okay. Yeah. We have no notes for today. We're, <laughs> we're, we're free balling it. Like this yes. is. Yes. I, I don't, I don't think so. I think most of what we're going to talk about is really preamble like in long format it's just yeah. kind of a yeah yeah you're right um, a retrospective sure of the hobby weekend i did have one thing though i thought i remembered it okay um so you recorded a podcast recently oh yeah <laughs> dude life after the cover save yeah so you got to experience <laughs> those two gentlemen uh, how was that man the first 30 minutes we talked about oral care volleyball 
and some other unrelated thing. They are so much fun, and they they don't really care. They'll, they'll, they'll have a chat. They'll make you feel comfortable, and they'll, you know, have a laugh. It's fun. Yeah, like it's a forty k podcast. Yes. for those that don't know what life after the cover save is, um, it's incredibly fun and funny. Uh, the reason I was on it, I was on it once. Yeah, yeah, because um, uh, Brent Goobs. I guess like Goobs was a big fan of theirs. Goobs did an episode. Big time. Yeah. And then that's how somehow Goobs is like, you need to go on there. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. I have no idea what I'm getting into. <laughs> and I was like, I hope Scott has no idea what he's getting into. <laughs> yeah. And I, no, I had no idea. And John wrote a nice little intro for them to use for me. That was, they were like, they were like, they read it and they were like, guess who wrote this? And I was like, well, you wrote it, of course. And they were like, nope, I'll give you one more guess. I was like, oh, it was fucking John. Like I <laughs> knew it. Like as soon as they said it, it wasn't them. Yeah, well, because... The story on this is I'm talking to, to Blake over Messenger, and, and he's like, well, is there anything, like, interesting or, or, or way we can kind of break the ice because we don't really know Scott and mm-hmm. to make it any fun? I'm like, what if you had a funny little intro just to kind of set the tone? I'm like, okay, what do you think? And I'm like, let me just write it. <laughs> and you just read it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, what if this doesn't go well? And I'm like, it's going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> It went well. They have been making a podcast for 10 years. Crazy. Yeah. So they have all these cool different like episode ideas and formats. They were talking about having us on together to do a certain format. I forget what it was called. It was like a list thing. Um, so they have a lot of cool ideas and they were enjoyable to talk to for sure. Okay. I'm glad you enjoyed your time. I, I knew you would as Blake reached out and he's like, hey, do you think there's any way Scott would be on there? Because they had had, a, I think, a hiatus because of COVID. Um, they record in person as well, which you can you can tell when it's just those two. I mean, even when they have a guest, like mm-hmm. it's them being together while it's being recorded. It just seems to go so much smoother yeah. that way. So, um, so I, I hadn't heard from him in a while, and he's like, "We think just got to be on there." I'm like, "I think you could probably talk him into it." Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can wing it. Yeah. So well, that's probably coming out soon. I would guess that episode if it's not out. So check out Life After the Cover Save mm-hmm. and anywhere you find your podcast. Yeah, we'll link we'll link them below. Um, and then I think it's coming out mid-October, late October. I think okay. That's what I was told. So they'll, they'll get it soon. Yeah. I'm going to listen. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> it's not... The, it, toward the end, it, it gets into the hobby. But yeah, in the, in the beginning, we were just riffing and it was great. Yeah. If that's from all of their podcasts that I've listened to, and I've listened to a fair number of them. That's par for the course. Okay. okay it's good. like 20% actual hobby stuff. But then there's like 60% like kind of related to hobby, but just funny. Yeah. And then 20% you have no idea what the hell's going on. Right. So, right. So we relate to that. <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, today we're going to talk about a fun weekend that we had with Sam and Vince. And because I'm neurotic, um, I just want to say that we're not trying to brag at all. We just want to bring you along for the experience that you can enjoy it vicariously because none of us get to go to cons right now. None of us get to experience the joy of being able to be with other people in the hobby, be with our kin and just nerd out for a weekend. And so we were fortunate enough to have Sam and Vince over to my house and John and myself uh, for a weekend and we could just hang out and do the hobby and it was really therapeutic and enjoyable and we want to just take you along for the ride and tell you what we did. Well, that's the episode, folks. We'll see you <laughs> on Flippity Flop. Oh. Um, okay. Okay. So where do we want to start unpacking with this? Let's start at your house. Okay. Okay. So, well, I guess we'll just work the logistics. Yes. So Vince lives in Ohio in, I'm not gonna, in an undisclosed city in Ohio. Yeah. Here's his address on the screen right now. <laughs> 
And it's about a 12-hour drive if he were to drive straight from his house to your house. Yeah. And so on the Wednesday, he drives to Sam's house in west, eastern Wisconsin, stays overnight there. On Thursday, you know, they all get loaded up into Vince's car and drive to my house. And on Thursday, they get about to my house about Thursday supper time. I'm out in the grill getting some my grill on, and they pull up. And it was pretty hilarious because Vince has like a, a Honda two-door kind of a sports car it's would a you ricer for sure yeah 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 it's like a fast and the furious sports yeah car. I, I asked him i was like vince are you into cars and he was like no i was <laughs> like all right and so this two-door two-door honda pulls up in my driveway and <laughs> sam gets out and it's like a clown car with this giant getting out of this little car yes. and i'm like vince i never would have guessed you to be the kind of person who goes to so many conventions and always has a bazillion models in his car. You have this little ass car. Yeah. Now, it was very roomy and they had a lot of crap that they fit in there. And for two grown men that even had the seats pushed back, um, they still had a bunch of room in the back seat. So it all worked out. It was just a funny kind of first impression. So they stayed over here Thursday night and we, um, we were just down here in the hobby room, basically just gabbing. Like teenage girls at a sleepover for yeah. like five hours straight. Yeah. You sent me a picture, and uh, it was uh, I think it was Vince in a bean bag or something like that. Yeah, sitting on the you bean got bag a bean bag, dude. There's a giant bean bag chair. It's my Why daughter's. Don't we record the podcast in two bean bags. Oh man, that's probably a brilliant idea. We only need one more. We got one. There you go. We're yeah, actually, there. it's big enough. We could probably share it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bean bag chair. It's one of these fancy ones that my wife decided we need to spend like $600 on a B-Bake chair. Holy balls! Yeah. Um, it's huge, but also it unzips, and the inside is actually a bed. So it comes oh. out to like a memory foam full-size bed. And okay. so in the next room right now, my daughter has it open, and she has it out like a little bed in there. That's the beanbag chair. Okay. I thought you were going to say you could like unzip it and like get inside it like a tauntaun in Star Wars. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it gets you, like, extra cold. It open. <laughs> um, dang. Yeah, you probably cool. could do that, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's inc incredible. So we need another one of those. Okay. Yeah. Just put it in the podcast. Put it on a, yeah, yeah. 600 bucks pocket, you know, easy. Yeah, and then we have a, just like a uh, sexy little like – end table we put in between the two mm. and that's where our little mics go on we yeah just lean into them and our little drinky drinks which today i'm drinking a diet too because yes. i didn't bring mcdonald's this time so john's supplying me with uh his choice of drink mm. my my colon thanks you for the lack of <laughs> mcdonald's i think it's it's worth explaining uh why they paused in rochester um i was still editing that fucking video <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was supposed to come out on friday and i was finishing it uh i think i finished it at like 11 30 p.m that day because you were still awake we we're trying to coordinate when the video is coming out right um so yeah i had i still had work to do that evening um but yeah i finished it up and went out on friday um do you have anything else you want to talk about about them being here um there was something oh well yeah because we wanted to get get going as soon as possible. It's like a four and a half, maybe five hour drive from Sam's house to your house. So it seemed to make more sense mm. that they come over a day earlier and stay at my house and then it's only a little over an hour. Yep. All of us can get an early start. Um, and Sam, not Sam, Vince drives like an old lady. I'm just gonna say it right now. Vincey. Vincey, you drive like an old lady. We're going up on the, on the interstate to go from my house to your house. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, don't worry about that. 
Scott's the address. I'll just follow you. And I'm like, sweet. You got that little ring, ring. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a giant truck. I'm like, this is not going to be a problem. Right. I had to slow down so many times. Oh, yeah. They Nervous texted me. I was going to lose him. Yeah. They were like, can you give us your address in case we lose John? And I was like, okay. I, I should have taken I that. I didn't as, think of it. I should have taken that as the, as the punch it, Chewy note. Like, <laughs> I see that <laughs> come across. Sword Star Wars references. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I just go, <laughs> go plaid in it, and then just shoosh. You're not going to get that reference, but okay. Go plaid? Yeah. We'll leave it in the comments for the uh, is this, Bruise and Sprue. Is this a. A Star Wars reference that's tangential to Star Wars? It is, yes. Okay. Is this a uh, comb the desert reference kind of thing? It's the same movie. Okay, yeah. Yes. Okay. So I've uh, seen it. Okay, good. It's, it's classic. It's better than most or all of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> Enter your hate in my comment below on saying that. <laughs> Spaceballs is better than any Star Wars. Um, okay, so we just wanted to get get going there. Um, and we stopped and get bagels at the mm, World Baglery. The best bagel place in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it can be hit or miss depending on the age of the bagels. But if you get them fresh, I mean, fresh bagels is kind of hard to beat in the first place. Yeah. But yeah. Usually, like we'd get them sometime between seven and eight thirty a.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were there like nine thirty, and mm-hmm. they're just, just a little, little bit crusty, a little bit. That's okay. Yeah, this is not a podcast about bagels, <laughs> so we're not going to worry there. What and then we it? get to your house. I saw Vince for the first time. My plan was, I was still mopping the house when you guys showed up. <laughs> Jesus, you know, because like your wife, just like my wife, she likes to be clean when people show up. So I'm like vacuuming and mopping and like getting everything nice and clean. I'm folding blankets for whatever reason. Um, my plan was to have a camera situated in the front of my house pointing out that big window i have Mm -hmm. at the road and i was going to hit record when they showed up and i was going to go and jump into like vince's arms (laughs) so and then i was going to take that clip and just insert it into a random video (laughs) um never see a couple i didn't end up doing that because i was still cleaning when they arrived um but yeah i met vince for the first time i've seen him at cons before I don't think I've ever spoken to him. Yeah. I've talked to him recently in Facebook Messenger and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm acquainted with him. But that was the first time I ever met him. And yeah, I mean, like, what, I, I'm kind of building this up like it's going to be like he was the love of my life or something. <laughs> but no, it was, just, it was just really nice to meet him. Um, and I, I want to forego my, uh, my review of Vinci V, which sounds really weird. Yeah, that's, that's, on. I'm just going to do it now. He's a lovely fucking person. Yeah. You, okay, you always put your, you know, you, you put yourself in a scary situation here. Yeah. If you commit to a certain amount of time in the like, hobby time with someone you don't really know. Sure, yeah. You know, someone's like, hey, you know, oh, I saw you guys, you want to get together and paint some models sometime or whatever. You know, that's okay if you like meet up at a game store or whatever. But yeah, if, like, we're, we're committed to like three days in your house with somebody. Yeah. And that could have gone horribly wrong. Yeah. And okay. There wasn't that much risk because you can see his videos. He's a yeah. super kind person. He's not like a weirdo. Um, it's not like inviting some other YouTubers over to our house. <laughs> yeah. Wait. We well, let that one sit there for no reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Vince, I mean, he's going to listen to this. I think he listens to this regularly. He was such a lovely person to have over. He's so damn intelligent. He's so fucking smart, dude. Yeah. He knows about everything. Yes. Um. It's a cra- it's it's so crazy. Like every topic, uh, he was he's just so well informed on. Um, but yeah, all I had to do was like, you start a conversation with, hey Vince, uh, what about uh, blah blah blah? And he'd be like, 
okay, yeah. let's talk about this. Yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, and every time, like, oh, I just need to soak all this in. <laughs> At one point I, in the weekend, I had a running joke, but it was also not a joke where I started a notes list in my phone of things I needed to remember that Vince said because I knew I wasn't going to remember them all. Dude, you should bust that list out right now. I don't know how many things are on the list. <laughs> They're all secretive things that I, I need help from Vince with. I don't want to share with the world. Let's see if there's any on here that I can share with you all. Okay, while you look it up, I'll continue to explain. So they got here. We ate bagels. We started to gossip. Of course, every important part of a convention is getting together and gossiping with your local mini painters. There isn't a whole lot of things to gossip about, so we talked about whatever we can. You know, we talk about it. We talk about everything. The interesting thing is this is a niche hobby, but it is very prevalent in different like little corners of the internet yeah and none of us know about every little corner or spend a lot of time in every little corner yeah and so with the four of our minds together we cover most corners and we just kind of bring everybody else up to speed and what we've learned or what we know or well, you know what we're hearing and all this kinds of stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um okay my entire list yeah. is is all stuff that vince and i discussed about Patreon. Oh. And all the deep dives in the world of Patreon. And so oh, okay. I'm not going to share. I must have missed that conversation. Yeah, I'm not going to share any of those goodies. With me. With either. you. <laughs> and since you're here, it's it's not exciting stuff for, sure. the, for the listeners. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I just, um, side note, I don't want to just leave everyone hanging there. Like I'm, I'm considering doing a Patreon for my YouTube channel. Sure. And I want to do my due diligence in that and making sure that what I would offer, and maybe Spruits and Spruettes can chime in on this too, if you can help be my think tank here, is I want to make sure that what I offer um, for sure checks two main boxes. One, that it's sustainable as the channel grows. So I don't want to offer a thing that I just at a certain point I'm not going to be able to offer anymore and everyone's mad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I'll get you get 15 minutes of my time every month, every patron. And, and it's like, okay, that's just not feasible. Yeah. I, there's not enough hours in the day. I wish I could do that. Um, but also, um, and probably most importantly, the, the box is what, what are the things that I offer that would, would really be valuable and that folks would really be feeling like, okay, this, I, I feel great supporting you, not only to support you as an artist, but because there's this great thing that I get for it, you know, and should, or maybe it's just a little extra thing that makes me feel good or something, a bonus. So I, I've created a big spreadsheet. And I've written down every single hobbyist-related Patreon account. Yeah. And what they offer, how many patrons they have, what do they offer at each tier, highlight different things that I think catch my eye as interesting, and what is missing in that space that I've got some ideas that I don't think anyone does. Let me verify that's true. And so I was talking to Vince about this, and he had some really interesting data points to share with me and questions that he had about what would be good. So... Very cool. Yeah, you're doing some good homework on that. <clears throat> yeah. Because Patreon is definitely a double-edged sword, right? Right. Yeah, so it's always good to walk in prepared. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to hear anything more about that. Sure, sure. No, we appreciate hearing about that. So had him over, had some bagels, went downstairs, got to show him the set a little bit because uh, Sam hadn't been there since I had installed the ceiling rig. Yeah. Um, so he got to see that, and uh, Vince had never been there, so I showed him some, some things about my setup. Um, and then uh, uh, I think someone was like, well, what do we do? And Vince <laughs> was like, I think we should play a game right away. Yeah. We need to play a game of Age of Sigma right away before we get into painting. Otherwise, we're not going to play a game. Yeah. 
And Vince was right. He was right. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he like, was definitely We got right. our one game of Age of Sigmar in. Yeah. And so uh, I got to unfold the gaming coffee table for the first time ever since it was created. <laughs> and I tell you what, that was pretty mint. Yeah, it worked. It worked so well. <laughs> it worked. Um, so before they showed up, I actually, we didn't end up using them, but I bought leaf extension supports. These are things that install under the table and that can be pulled out their metal arms so that when the wings fold out, it's not those shitty hinges holding them up mm. that you have like these actual metal bars under it. So we didn't, I didn't end up using them because I didn't have time to install them. But what we did was we just stacked books and boxes under the wings so that they were supported at their height. Put down a little uh, neoprene mat, a little mm-hmm. forest. I uh, got together all the garbage terrain that I've made over the course of my 10 years in the hobby or whatever. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, it was enough. Uh, John forgot his obelisk for his Osiarch Bone Rapers. And so he used a square piece of paper. Yeah. But well, no, I'm getting ahead of myself here. What were the teams? So we decided to join forces on this one. Right. We because, never join forces. Because we never do. And also we had both a death army. We had death armies, right? It seemed, I, I wasn't even sure what at this point what Vince had brought because Vince has every army. Damn yeah. Near. Yeah. He has what? Uh, it was like 17 or 16 or 17. Yeah. Something like that. And they're all painted. <laughs> um, armies, Age of Sigmar armies. And I knew Sam was bringing his Stormcast or yeah. Stormchads as he calls them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. Sam has the f- best, the best one-liners of any mini painter out there. Yeah. Funniest dude. Yeah. That was probably the most ongoing funny aspect of this whole week. I mean, we were laughing the entire weekend. Yeah. But it would... Sam just will like will randomly say a one-liner completely unrelated to anything we've been talking about for the past three hours, mm. and it's so funny because yeah. you don't see it coming. No, and it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And you just—it's just like he has these all saved up, and then just somewhere he hits, you know, randomize in the brain <laughs> shell, and it just spits one out. Yeah. Um. So he. So yeah. So uh, he was playing his Stormcast and Vince is playing his Lanesh army, but the death armies needed to combine. And yes. so he did a 2v2, a total of 2,000 points on each side. We each had 1,000 points, mm-hmm. which is a little bit awkward. Sure. I think it was awkward for everyone but, but Vince because Vince was ready for this because we all had basically our list planned around 2,000 points mm-hmm. and painted only those things. Yeah. Um, yep, mine was painted too. And so when you, each side has to br- bring it down to a thousand points, you have to make a lot of concessions and suddenly it might not be the stronger thousand point list because you would have done other things. Are you hedging right now? I'm hedging on the result <laughs> of this battle right now. Um, and so we lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we lost. But there weren't, it wasn't like, oh, we lost in the first turn and there was never a glimmer of hope for us ever again. There was like two glimmers of hope. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a cool moment when my vampire lord on zombie dragon uh, slew a slanesh chariot in one round of combat. I felt cool good. about that. That's good. Um, when my catapult just knocked off that keeper of secrets. Oh yeah, dude. Like, that yeah. was cool. Or that freaking that guy with the the man on his penis, but you have him on his butt. Yeah. The grinder guy. <laughs> yeah. The harvester slumps people out. That guy was doing yeah, work. That too. guy. And then there was a couple of um, strategic errors that were made in this battle, mostly by me. Um, wow, but, you're, you're so kind. Yeah. I mean, not at all by you. You're not the reason we lost at all, Scott. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Help me. Uh, well, yeah. My army's pretty transparent in what it wants to do. It wants yeah. to kill things and go forward and kill things, but I'm assuming there are probably better ways to do that than what I did. Yeah, it's it's tough too, right? Because you had your wolves, and wolves are uh, yeah the, are a really interesting unit and kind of hard to master. And sure. I'm not a master at them either. I always second guess what I should be using them for. Sure, they they move fast. They have two wounds for each model, so even in a unit of five, it's enough wounds to you know <clears throat> at least somebody has to commit some damage to them to try to wipe them out. And they can be a great screen or a great back, you know defender to your back objective they can move around the board pretty quick so mm -hmm. um yeah you kind of want them to be in a spot where if someone wants to come at you they got to go through the wolves and that leaves them open to a blood knight counter charge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you were all about getting those blood knights on the charge to mess something up right but they did a good job of not really letting you get an ideal charge sure all game long with either units of blood knights yeah um I remember a couple turns where it's like, you were certainly going to get in on a charge, but none of the options felt good. Nope. You know? And it, I knew it was over for us once Vince had enough depravity points where he could just start putting more stuff back on the table. Every turn, yeah. Yeah. And without that, I think we win that game. Right, yeah. So I made a, a critical error in instead of fielding dire wolves, or sorry, instead of fielding chain rasps, fielding fielding dire wolves right mm -hmm. so because dire wolves are multi-wound vince gets one depravity for each dire wolf he kills as opposed to a chain rasp which would give him no depravity yeah because uh, you get depravity whenever you apply a wound to something but you don't kill it and then with depravity you can summon demons so each turn vince uh was summoning the first turn he summoned a, a chariot and a unit of seekers mm -hmm. and then the second turn he did a, another chariot um so yeah it's like a there is a really cool army in that it, it, it walks on the edge of being totally annihilated at any one point. It's a hero-based army. So he has two units of Seekers, a Keeper of Secrets, uh, this named character, I can't remember the name of, and then two champions. And if at any point, if he loses his heroes, which is kind of the case for most armies, but in his it's more so because it's such a, such a small army. If he loses his heroes, he's totally screwed because he can't summon anymore. Uh, he has no more of that, uh, that regeneration utility. So it's just... Uh, it's like either it's going to do really well and smash or it's going to get smashed was the impression I had of the army. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't take down all four of his heroes quick enough. Right. You know, I think if we could get those down faster, then he just can't summon. Right. And then even if it was, you know, they got he got the first summons off, if we could do it before kill the rest of the heroes. And we, we ended up killing almost all of them. It's just the problem is that on the one side um, where I had all my Mortec guard, they just came at me with oh, everything man, of yeah. sam's basically yeah. everything i'll say we did have one really epic moment where sam sends down like the what are they called the the storms no the ones that are like wizard warriors they have a staff and a sword and he shoots them down from the sky and the lightning from behind my big giant harvester because mm -hmm. vince is like you've got to kill that harvester otherwise it's going to keep regenerating all the skeletons yeah See, Sam shoots him in nine inches behind Dude. the harvester. They make the charge. Gets a nutty roll for his charge, yeah. Yeah, gets in. The chances that he gets in, he needs in a nine on two six-sided dice. He gets in. They just do like no, almost nothing to the harvester. The yeah. harvester turns around and goes... <laughs> and crushes the whole unit. Really? That's what happened? You yes. didn't have any other help? No, nothing. Just him. 
And then Sam was just like deflated. He's like, that uh, thing is broken. Yeah. How the hell? I'm like, I rolled as best as I possibly could, and you rolled like garbage, and that's kind of that's Age of Sigmar sometimes. That's what happens, yeah. You know, and I felt super good. Yeah. And it was all downhill from there. <laughs> but yeah. we had fun, and I'm sure. glad we did it early on. I mean, a game of Age of Sigmar, first of all, it's three, three hours, I think it took us, um, which is about average. And it's kind of mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're you're focused, you're thinking, or whatever. And I think it was probably less for this game than my usual Age of Sigmar game. Okay, okay. But you know, it's like if we were been painting for eight hours straight, and then we want to sit down and play, I just don't know if we'd be mentally, you know, all about it. Hmm. That's but, interesting. Let's let's dive into this a little bit. Okay. You think playing a game of Age of Sigmar specifically, or any miniature war game that you're familiar with or competent in, is mentally taxing? Um, I would say any that you're. Yeah, that you're trying to play for at least at, at I don't want to say competitive level, but you want to take, you want to do your best. Sure. So Guild Ball is the same way. Guild Ball is, is probably more taxing from any other game I've played. Mm-hmm. But 40K, uh, Age of Sigmar. War Cry, we played some War Cry, a spoiler, to later on in the weekend. Mm-hmm. That was just fun. It was just like, we were learning as we go. Sam and I had never played before, and Vince sure. was kind of teaching us, so it maybe was different that way. <laughs> Vince was gunning for you, dude. Dude, Vince just immediately sent his entire war band at me <laughs> and let Sam just kind of trot over to objectives. His little little trotty Stormcast, just, and then just sat on that one objective. A little four-inch move. Yeah, and then the final round, I had this strategy that how I was going to pull off a win, because we were in a stalemate every round. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to go in, sneak in, and steal Sam's with my horsey boys that, have, uh, that are uh, long movement. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to sneak in, outnumber him on that one objective, still hold my objective, and in the final hour, just win. Yes. <laughs> Vince saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> freaking countered my counter. Dang it. And then it ended in a freaking stalemate uh, again. It was a tie. So That's a fun game, though. Yeah. Okay. So we started off with Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun. We had fun. Got some painted armies. On the, the uh, on the table, it looked really cool. Even I don't know. Was painted. But. I don't know if anybody uh, took pictures of that. I took an Instagram story of it. Oh, that's Two right. Of them? Yeah. Okay, so it so exists out there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I realized, like, maybe it was on my drive back home. I took like no pictures of us. Yeah. Neither did I. Like I should have um, taken way more pictures of us just hanging out and stuff. Yeah, I think the only one, and Sam is always really good about doing this, is he's, he's taking pictures, he's shooting video constantly of, of what's going on. And he's always kind of been that way whenever I do a hobby, hang out with him, he's like snapping photos. Because he has like a, he's been, he had a blog for the longest time. So I feel like he has this muscle memory of just kind of always snapping photos of his progress. Um, so he's good about doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just cataloging constantly. Yeah. We didn't, and I guess maybe that can lead us into a discussion about... What inevitably we've already had a bunch of questions on, but maybe the viewers are going to ask this as well, is mm-hmm. where's the video? What videos are coming up? What uh, are you guys going to do videos about the weekend? And yeah. the answer is there are none. There's, there are none. We didn't shoot any because we just wanted to have fun and relax. Yeah. Um, but also, there, I don't think there was a whole lot of time to really kind of spend a significant portion of a day setting up and tearing down cameras for a video. Right. Um, you could just shoot something simple. Um but nothing's ever simple with me because I always like to <laughs> complicate things. So, yeah. Awesome. And so when we have three, we got three days together, mm-hmm. more or less three full days. Got up there Friday morning, left Sunday night. If you have three days, if you're going to commit to even a moderately simplistic video, um, 
minutes. It's at least committing a half of a day, probably more. Yeah. When it's from start to finish of all you need to do. And that's assuming that you got, you know, four people at play here that we're all on the same page and understanding what's going on. It suddenly becomes such a big time sink and it throws off kind of our mojo um, of, of the rest of the weekend. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Honestly, making videos miking, is a lot of work. Miking four people yeah. is, is a, I, I couldn't even do that. Yeah. We'd have to be sharing, sharing these ice cream cones. Yeah. You would actually have needed to bring that mic that mm-hmm. let you over and that's the only way I'd have enough mic to do it all. Yeah. But yeah, so we didn't do it. Um, I don't know if I had enough time anyways, because I was making food, which I want to talk about because I like to talk about food. All right. So the first meal, I uh, we did grilled cheese. And grilled cheese isn't that big of a deal, you know? Oh, but again, cheese. I make everything a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I experimented a lot with the grilled cheese because I, I watch a lot of food YouTubers. And so I did the whole, I tried mayo instead of butter for browning the bread. Yeah. Great. 10 out of 10. That was, that was good. Yeah. Also, preamble to this is... If you've never had a grilled cheese that takes two hours to make, now I can say that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it take two hours? I don't know. It took you a long ass time. Um, I I really enjoy feeding people, so I I like to 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 have fun in this way. Um, I put some fancier cheeses on the inside, uh, along with some good melters like American cheese. Mm. Um, American cheese has emulsifiers built into it, so when you put other cheeses in there they meld together very nicely it has enough actually for extra cheese uh to chemically emulsify it um and then on the outside i put some cheddar as well and then crisp that on my little flat top so you had like a crispy cheesy wafer on the outside of both sides so that was fun we ate that for meal number one you have to put like bacon and pickled jalapenos oh, in it too yeah pickled jalapeno i forgot yeah i put bacon and pickled jalapeno inside that was wonderful that was a good. That was a great sandwich. It was a good start to the weekend. Thank you. Yeah, I fucked up our two sandwiches because you always got to mess up the first ones. Yeah, it's just like pancakes. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. First ones are bad. Um, but yeah, that was good. Okay, played a game, had a sandwich. I think immediately after that we got into painting. Yeah. Right. So I had to make the base that matched all your bases because of course I wasn't done with mine. Mm-mm. So I. Uh, I made the cuts necessary for the cork so that we'd all had the same height of stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I veneered it and Milliput and did the various sculpting of like the tiles and stuff like that and the runes on the steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had a, this kind of goes into the, the, the pre-weekend work mm-hmm. that three of the four of us did. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had a, a kind of a meeting of the minds to discuss what we wanted to do. We wanted to do a oh, collaboration yeah. diorama. Let's talk about this. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about this. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, what we did. Um, where each of our pieces could stand on its own, but when put together side by side, the bases kind of all lined up to create a bigger scene and, and help to tell a bigger story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learned a lot from this. And I think we could actually do it again, which we're going to do. Heck yeah, dude, sci-fi one. Yeah, and learn from learn from what we started with to make an even stronger story, a more interesting, dynamic piece when they're put together. But yeah. it was just a great starting point. So we kind of worked on designing what the bases would would be shaped like so they would kind of interlock right so yeah. the line the sides would line up and there's stairs in this un- ancient dwarven tomb chamber of loot and shit and um <laughs> that's the official terminology <laughs> um and we kind of were getting going back and forth and i sketched up some ideas based on our, our talks and then sam just built one he just built his and i'm like good 
it looked very dwarven in design. So I took his, asked him for the measurements, and we'd use that um, as a baseline. And so we have two kind of two outside pieces that are have it looks like a corner of this staircase that goes down, and mm-hmm. then the two inside pieces, one of which was Sam's, the other one would mirror that, and so all together they would they'd fit. We came up with the design, and everyone's homework was to have their their base built prior to the weekend, so we could spend the weekend painting. Mm. Um, all the extra rubble and little fiddly bits to build on top, we wanted to save till we're all together so that we could actually make them kind of interlocked. Because like mine and Sam's, if you put them next to it, I had just like a couple of giant overhanging pieces of rubble that kind of slid right up to Sam's piece that mm-hmm. looked, made it look like the rock was sitting on his, which was super cool idea. And Sam had that idea. So we kind of do the final details all together so it really felt like they were all part of the same piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all did some kit bashing and stuff, which was fun there while you were finishing building yours. So you weren't that far behind, truthfully. No, yeah, because once the millipot was done, I probably finished that maybe like 45 minutes to an hour, tossed it in the oven, and it cured up real quick. Yeah, um, I was just nervous you were going to forget you had it in there, and it would just look like a burnt piece of pizza. No, <laughs> yeah. I had a timer on, so it wasn't too bad. But, yeah, we, we did some – we took some balsa wood, snapped it to add some broken wood. Sam brought some chain because you always need freaking chain. Yeah. Um. Uh, Sam, a lot of people were curious about how I made the little coins. Um, mm. Sam took some epoxy putty. I don't know what brand it was. And he rolled it into very small snakes. And then we took a sharp exacto and cut slices of it like a cucumber. Um, yeah. And had little scale coins. Yeah, which was great. Yeah, some skulls, obviously. This is Games Workshop. Yeah. Someone brought some skeleton warrior sprues that had arrows in them. So you could just stick little arrows yeah, uh, I think Sam brought some plaster at, at various thicknesses that he had uh, poured and kind of uh, dried in sheets, so you could snap them and it looked like uh, almost like concrete, honestly, or just giant rock. Um, some smaller rocks. Uh, I took a little helmet and I hollowed it out and put it on top of uh, a spear. Um, and from an old goblin kit, I had like a bad moon logo. I, I stuck that on a spear. Um, so yeah, we just kind of littered our stuff with like dwarven fortress just got raided vibes worked out pretty well it did work out pretty well yeah and we did um we, we could paint our models however we wanted but we wanted the bases to obviously be the same so yeah, we went through a, a, a portion mostly on like sunday the last day where we were painting the bases where we all were going to use the same colors yeah have a, a similar aesthetic you could still see our own style a bit in how the basing coloration turned out but they all had the same colors they also used the same kind of your cool rusty dark brown dry pig pigments. oh yeah track rust yeah, yeah yeah um so they all felt like they lived together even though the paint scheme and how the paint was applied wasn't 100 percent one-to-one across mm-hmm. i had to go through and redo mine a couple of times because mine was a fair amount darker um, especially to sam's which was right next to mine which yeah. would look too stark of, of change yeah but that was fun yeah um, and then we all painted a different Greenskins tribe mm-hmm. that, as the story goes, they all joined forces in a coalition to destroy the dwarves and to raid their underground halls. And our scene takes place right when they finally found the treasure chamber. Yeah. Battle's over. Time to start looting. Shit's going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> How long before they all turn on each other? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I know my little novelars are going to come out ahead at the end of that battle. Dude, honestly... 
your knoblers were my favorite thing uh, about that. That it was the the freaking guy sliding down the tile <laughs> is so good, so funny. Oh, uh, he's so much fun. Uh, I love that so much. Um, but yeah, everyone. Uh, I think Sam went around with the camera and asked everyone like uh, the inspiration uh, for like their piece and why they were painting it the way they did. And he's gonna make a video about that and put it on his Patreon. So if you want to check it out, feel free to check it out. Um, but yeah, we all had different motivations and different reasons for painting the ways we wanted to paint, and it was it was fun. And I finished mine, so fuck you in advance. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's there totally weren't those comments when we posted the pictures oh, on yeah, Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Well, one of these isn't finished, so I don't know which one's Scott's. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so I guess we to to put a you know to close the cover on the actual painting portion of this podcast discussion. We choreographed uh, our kind of showing of the pictures after the weekend was over. Oh, yeah. And I we, was super excited about this. Yeah. And it turned out way, it was way cooler than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So we all announced it. And then we asked everybody uh, through Instagram or through the Facebook groups, who do you think painted which one? We didn't, yeah. we didn't share which of us painted which one. And yeah. we didn't have any pictures. I think Sam had one work in progress somewhere. Sure. Um, on a story or something on a story like or something said it but I don't think it was really prevalent that everyone knew whose was which sure and the guesses were all over the place. dude yeah they you, yeah they were all over um, I would like to think that I'd be able to nail it obviously it's impossible to know because I was watching everyone paint their own um, but yeah they I think of my own Instagram community a lot of them uh, not a lot of them probably like 30% of them were able to find out which one was mine but they, the rest of them were totally wrong um, like there was no consistency, which makes sense because if they're following me, they see my stuff. Maybe they can identify some themes. Mm -hmm. Um, I showed my friend who wasn't a miniature painter and he immediately guessed mine because mine had the most stuff on the base. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, you, you clocked me. There's clues. Um, yes. Um, but yeah, that was, that was super cool. Um, I really, really liked that experiment. I think we talked about it in a previous podcast and then we had some, you know, four people paint the same model even yeah and see if they could figure it out that would be even more difficult I yeah think. definitely yeah because there's a lot of other decisions that go into um what you paint and it how you alter it or what kind of basing you do what kind of story you're trying to tell mm -hmm. um some of the comments that we got and there was a fair amount of people that got it right sure but or some some of some of it right as well some of it right yeah yeah, yeah. um but they were certainly not in the majority i would say maybe one out of ten people got it right mm -hmm. across the different platforms that I looked at. Um, the common common misconceptions, some folks thought you did mine because it was funny. <laughs> and so they thought it was either you or me because of the humor sure, yeah. involved in it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think that the, the ones that I saw anyway, Sam and I were most flip-flopped and you and Vince were most flip-flopped. Yeah, because Vince is orange color. And yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But some people also thought that maybe you did mine because my novelers have pink ears and you love pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, like, they're just like, all right, which one has got pink? That one's the one's got pink. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not even striking on the on the piece. I'm like, oh, kind of forgot. I'm like, I have pink on mine? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, they're big floppy ears. Yeah, yeah. They're pinkish on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Vince reported that a lot of his followers were able to peg Sam. Yeah. Which I totally understand. Sam is the one, I think, with the most distinct painting style of the four of us. I think so, too. Yeah. 
I think that I immediately knew it as Sam's. When you take a picture of it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally Sam's. Yeah. That's totally Sam's. Also, to break down the weekend a little bit more in regards to the painting, Sam <laughs> painted the least and got it done so fast. <laughs> But it wasn't that he wasn't painting. He was always doing something or fiddling with something or whatever. But the amount of time, like, his brush was wet, it was, like, it was embarrassing how little time it takes him <laughs> to paint so well. Yeah, he had to really slow himself down for us. Yeah, he did. And he was just, you know, I mean, he was having fun, too. He just was, like, if he was having fun and chatting or telling stories or whatever, like, he wasn't painting at that point. He was, like, oh, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get the, all the skin done on this dude in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And it looks like the best skin of all of ours. <laughs> um <laughs> Funny side note on Vince. Vince seemed to have a paintbrush or an airbrush in his hand 20 hours a day. Okay, yeah. I want to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> I call myself the miniature maniac. Okay, I don't. I am a miniature maniac, but anyone else can be one as well. Vince showed me the true definition of <laughs> miniature mania. This fucking guy. We were, it's like 11 p.m., maybe even midnight. We're all just chillaxing after day one on the couch. We're watching all gas, no breaks on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, do yourself a favor and watch a few episodes. <laughs> uh, we're losing our minds uh, laughing. And Vince is laughing too, but he's sitting at the table still painting. Yeah. He just happened to rotate his chair toward the TV now. Yes. But he's painting. He's painting until he goes to sleep. Uh, and I was just like, Vince. You're making me feel bad. <laughs> like, come join me on the couch. Um, but no, dude, he is always painting. Yeah. And I'm super interested in people's uh, habits, like that you don't see, like their schedules, what they're doing. And so I asked Vince, uh, like, you know, what what is a, what does a week look like for you? Because mm -hmm. um, he's married, you know, similar to me. And uh, he told me how he breaks down his week. And I'm not going to, like, divulge every secret of his schedule because I didn't get permission in the first place. But I'll tell you, dude paints a lot a lot a lot uh and it was just like dang dude this guy you know i was kind of thinking about on the drive here is you know he's kind of like a deity it's like i'm thinking of vince right now what is he doing he's painting you know? <laughs> at all times vince is painting um it's it's super cool he's mm -hmm. always he's so productive it's insane yeah if yeah if you're ever saying like you're feeling down in the hobby and you're like you, whatever <laughs> you're not sure what to do with your day just say WWVD, baby. <laughs> He's painting. There's only one answer. Yeah. What would Vincey do? Vince would be Vincey would be painting right now. That's what he'd be doing. Yeah. He, he probably paints minimum 40 hours a week. Oh, yeah. And he works a full-time job. Yeah. And he's married. And he's got three doggos. Mm -hmm. And he's got a house to take care of. And he walks, he walks those doggos. Yeah. You know, he spends time with his wife. Yeah. And he paints. He paints. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, he does. But he's, he also is like he does the Warhammer Weekly Yes, episode every week, it's and he PMP knows a bazillion episode. bazillion things about Age of Sigmar. Yeah, about the game itself. Like, yeah, I think one thing I learned too is that whenever he's painting, he's always like absorbing information somewhere. Yes, he yes. listens to like everything. He had some good YouTube channels for me to watch. Contrapoints mm -hmm. is one of them. I watched a few episodes of that. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. So yeah, he's always he he mentioned he was he's always content hungry. He's always looking for things to listen to because he's always freaking painting and he always listens to things while he's painting. So um and he's filming and putting out videos about his painting about specific topics about everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. If you haven't checked out the Vince Vincerella YouTube channel, it's got the it's got the answer to whatever question you have oh, or didn't yeah. know you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, so Vincey painted nonstop. Uh, Sam painted the least but got the most done. Mm -hmm. um, I was somewhere in the middle. I feel like I spent 
75% of my painting time for this project was trying to create three distinct green skin tones. I spent the most time on getting the skin looking as good within reason as I could. And then I kind of, the rest of the details didn't put a, a ton of effort into. Um, and Scott was either making food, dealing with food, or <laughs> maybe painting something. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Dinner for day one. That was just Parkway Pizza. There's a new pizza place. I want to try it out. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah. No, I not think I great. Gave, I think I gave it a, like a 6-2. Yeah. And I, I probably, in, in hindsight, was being, you know, nice with a 6.2 <laughs> out of 10. Um, yeah. You, you, never give a, you never give an even score. That's a rookie move. <laughs> Rookie move. Did you say 6.2? 6.2 out of 10. Uh, hot take. Square cut pizza sucks. I oh. hate it. I hate it. Um, it always makes pizza taste worse. I don't know why. <laughs> makes the pizza taste worse because of the shape? Okay, hear me out. <laughs> a pizza is a two-course meal, okay? You got the cheese and the sauce and the bread, okay? And then you end with the bread, the handle, okay? The handle. When you square cut it and you give me a thing right in the middle and it's loaded up with cheese and sausage and I can't hold it anywhere and it's falling apart while I'm eating it, it's not It's not a good experience. You just fold it in half like a little street taco. No. It's not pizza. And then you like wet the one side? No. And then roll it up? <laughs> And then you got a little, it's a little pizza joint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't light it on fire. But. And also, don't eat your joints. Let's not get these things mixed up. There's an up. episode of uh, All Gas, No Breaks where there's a guy eating used joints. <laughs> yeah. you, did you see that? It's so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, oh. so we did pizza for dinner the first night. Because um, we were like knee deep in like wanting to be productive on that Friday and, yep. and just hammer through and, and get to painting. And so mm-hmm. it's just order, boom, boom and loom. Mm-hmm. We had a little breaky break to go upstairs and eat the pizza and have yeah. a good, fun discussion about something I can't remember. Neither can I. Dude, but we had so many snacks. Yeah, we did. Dude, it was Snack City up in the basement. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the Age of Sigmar game was over, we didn't <laughs> fold the table back up. No. We just filled all six by four of the freaking table with snacks. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, chicken and a biscuit, Dots pretzels, Doritos. Uh, sour cream and onion lays zaps chips zaps chips uh a, a viewer of the podcast gave us a bunch of uh chocolates from england so i, I busted those out peanut butter m m's oreo uh, double stuff doubt hall oh, buddy uh vince filled the fridge with soby water and san pellegrino yeah uh you filled it with diet do oh no there's yeah a few cans in there yeah i had 12 yeah some white claws in there that Sam crushed day Crushing one. Those white claws, <laughs> yeah. they were dunsky. There was yeah, no more none after. left after day one. Oh. Um, so yeah, Stu, one of our amazing listeners and mm-hmm. patrons, sent us uh, some chocolates from the far west, mm-hmm. far from for us, but yeah, the um, far west. And so we got to, and, and maybe Stu will appreciate this. We got to share Scott's half. <laughs> <laughs> with Vince and Sam. And so they got to partake as well. My favorite, since we haven't had a full breakdown, are, I can't remember what they were called, but they're M&Ms on steroids. Yeah. They're like the size of a milk dud. <laughs> so, you know, they're big. The size is like a quarter. Uh, but it's an M&M shaped like an M&M, but it's massive. The chocolate is roughly the same on the inside, but the shell is thicker. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit more crunch. Okay. I love those. My favorite are the little chocolate cubes 
that remind me of a Rolo, but a Rolo with a, a Kit Kat wafer in it. Yeah. I really like those ones. I haven't eaten them all yet, though. My wife took, before they arrived for the weekend, my wife took the chocolates out of the bag that she wanted to eat and put them somewhere <laughs> else. I don't know where that Smart. somewhere else is. Um, They're gone. Yeah, never, never to be seen again. <laughs> so I haven't tried them all yet. She's smart, though. Otherwise, yeah. they would have been all gone, <laughs> and she'd have been ticked that she didn't get to try some. So, yeah, lots of snacks. That was great. All right. So, we ate like pigs. Yeah. Um, Went to bed at, what, like three? Yeah. Day three, one? Yeah. Three. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I was The first night, and things like this, I'm the same way with cons. Like, first night, I used to have this moment somewhere between 2 and 4 a.m. where I'm like, fuck it. Let's just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> all night. I'll gas no breaks, baby. <laughs> no sleep. No sleep till Brooklyn. And so I'm like, man, I could just fucking roll with this. But also, I'm 38 years old, and I would have gravely hated that decision (laughs) about noon on day two when I uh, totally lose my whole second day. Like, I have lost the second day of a con before. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah. It it was our last year at Adepticon where I was was partying like like John Bon Jovi. (laughs) You know, and it's 1988. And uh, as a first day there, like the Thursday night, and all of Friday, it was like the world was in slow motion. It was like, <laughs> I'm just a, like a pale, sweaty mess, <laughs> just dripping booze out of my pores. Sunglasses on. Yeah. You can't you ever see anyone. You can't hear anyone. Nope. <laughs> yeah. If you ever see me at a convention with sunglasses on, you know. Party like a rock star. Oh, yeah. Keep your distance. Yeah. (laughs) That booze breath is going to slay the dragon. So I was, uh, you know, I was responsible. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go sleepy sleep. I laid my head down. Uh And I I crashed pretty good. Mm -hmm. Crashed pretty good. And even got up. We all got up at a reasonable time. 9 a.m.-ish. 10 Um, a.m.? Yeah. I think we're all up at like 9. I I get up. I come upstairs. Go out in uh, Scott's beautiful new deck and take in the outdoors and... Some breaths of fresh air doesn't smell like cheese and farts <laughs> like Scott's basement does after one night of the four of us. And uh, cheese and farts. Before I know it, out, out, waddles everybody else like little baby ducklings <laughs> hopping on out. And uh, it was about this time that we learned of Vince's condition that allows him to not smile. Vince can't do a fake smile. And so we learned the the classic Vincey V face also comes with double thumbs mm-hmm. of his fake smile because he says he can't do a good smile on cue. So instead, he says he doesn't even try. Okay. Instead, he does this kind of the smirk with the mouth closed. <laughs> With two thumbs up. Yeah. And so any picture you find on the internet of Vince, mm-hmm. like at a con or whatever, and I did this later on. I yeah. just like went through and found stuff. It's the exact same pose. It's the exact same two thumbs up. No teeth showing. Yeah. Yes. And it's great. Yeah. It's great. What's funny is if you recall, and I'll, I'll share this picture with Amber, I totally had forgotten from the Thursday night prior when I sent you a picture of Vince on the on the beanbag chair and Sam leaning over. What's Vince doing? 
<laughs> that exact pose is so good. And so I don't know why I found that story so funny and stuck out in my head because I think it was because Vince showed us his face of what his real fake smile looks like. And I about fell off my chair laughing. I didn't see this picture. You, you missed. It wasn't a picture. It was him doing it in real time. Where was I? We were all sitting around the table painting. <sighs> and it's so great. It looks like you're at the, the J.C. Penny portrait studio for family pictures. <laughs> and your little brother oh that's, that's eight. And he does the, the fake family smile. And it just looks like it's just teeth. <laughs> you can see all the teeth. But he's kind of frightened. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like I don't look like a real person. I, <laughs> I laugh so hard. He's like that's why I do the thing. Okay. Oh, that's why I do that's the thing. That's his solution. Yeah. I took a selfie with him because people in my Discord didn't believe that I was hanging out with Vince. Mm. And so I was like, Vince, we got to take a photo to prove my Discord wrong. And so I, you know, did a little snap and he was doing the He did I, the look. I got that photo too. So, boop, there it's, it is. It's the patented Vince V. Thumbs up, dude. Yep. Vinci V, double thumbs, no teeth. Dude, speaking of patent, Vinci V, dude, he had that green apron on. He had the green apron on all weekend. Yeah, dude. Because he's always painting. Yeah, I mean, I could see why. Yeah. I think at one point when I was drunk, I was asking about the apron, but I don't remember what I asked. Yeah. Like, Vince, you really that dirty? <laughs> you need to wear an apron. <laughs> you dirty boy, Vince. <laughs> yeah, he's so dirty, you can paint everywhere. So we painted more day two. Mm -hmm. But I think the unique thing about day two was that we visited some local hobby stores. We did. Because Vince lives in Ohio and in his area, he doesn't have many stores to visit. I think he said the closest one was 30 minutes away or so, and it was trash. Um, and so we went to the Source Comic and Games, which is down the street from me. And we hung out with some of the store employees and uh, got to walk around and check out all the cool things. I think everyone bought something, yeah, um, which that was cool. Uh, and that's where we discovered an alternative for Blood Knight horses. Yes. Um, I can't remember their name, but there, there was two. Dreadblade Harrows. Dreadblade Harrows. Uh, they had two in a kit, 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. And they come with these really cool ghostly mounts that are part skeleton, part ghost. And then another option is the endless spells for legions and the gash. There's like the corpse horses. It's for flesh eater courts. Flesh eater courts. Yeah. Um, it comes with four horses. Some of them are kind of partially still in the ground because they're kind of coming out of the grave. Um, possibility of using those and slicing them into four different horses. And that'd be a cheaper option for, mm -hmm. for more horses. I've seen those, somebody do that. Um, but when you slice them, you really are just like slicing a whole section yeah. Off, and so you're gonna have to do a lot of probably green stuff work of rebuilding a, a quarter of the horse. Oh yeah. So they're great in theory. I don't know how much in practice they actually are good, but the Harrows for sure. Yeah, and Black Knights come with armor panels that fit on the horses because you can build hex wraiths or Black Knights in that kit, mm -hmm. and the hex wraiths don't have any armor. So I was thinking about taking some of those armor plate bits and putting them on the Dreadblade Harrow mounts so you still have some barding on the horses. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking for more excuses to make more Blood Knights. Because I, I want big 10-man units now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or 15, baby. You can go 15. <sighs> 15, just a big old fat blob right in the middle, dude. It's like, come at me. Dude, it hurts whenever a Blood Knight dies. It does. It really hurts. Bit. Especially now in the current rules where they can't come back after they die. Yeah. They Three wounds a pop, to. though. Three yeah. up saves. Used to be able to come back. They're like space marines, <laughs> big fatty space marines. Mm. So yeah, we went to the Source Comic and Games. Everyone bought something. It was super cool. Got to see some employees, and then we went to Hub Hobby, 
which is like the scratch building heaven. And mm-hmm. we all bought stuff again. <laughs> I know. We bought random funny things there that it's like, if I don't get it now, I know if I'll never see it again in my life. Like the the lovely tiny, tiny files that we bought that we yeah, love. Yes, Vince yeah. was like, yep. hook me up with them tiny files. Yeah. Um, it's Sam bought some cool plastic card stuff, some stairs. I bought some stairs, nice. some weird random um, things for, for scratch building stuff. I couldn't find the two scale uh, rope that um sam oh. uses this rope it's from ship like a ship kits ship kits ship kits yeah like like ancient not ancient but you know like old-timey mayflower ships okay scale model ships right the rope that they use on those is like perfect for rope it's like the same scale yeah the and guys that make ships in a bottle Ooh. those people probably same thing yeah okay I mean, I'm sure you can find it on the internet somewhere. Sure, yeah. But I was trying to find it in person. There. Rigging. I find it. Oh, yeah, rigging. That's a technical term for that. Nautical term. Mm-hmm. But we all bought some more good stuff there. Mm-hmm. I was, okay. I was surprised at the source. How many people recognized us? How many? I only know of one. And obviously Dan, because he... Well, I could see how people could recognize Sam, especially because we're all wearing face masks. First of all, like sure. that was a big part of it, right? Can you see who who is who? You recognize Sam if you watch his videos and knew who he is. Like mm-hmm. he's a very unique looking person, even with the face mask. He's on. very tall and big. He had two people come up to him. Oh, cool! I had one person come up to me, and Vince was talking to two different two different people. These were all different people at Dang. different times when we were there. Cool. And then obviously all the store employees and. Um, you know, he knew you or, or, you know, yeah, cause I'm in there like every other day. Yeah. Um, and like asking us about whatever the kid was asking me about what color, um, um, and he listens to podcasts. So, Hey, and I forgot to ask you what your name was. I'm sorry. Next time you see me, tell me your name. Just go on to me and be like, Hey, my name is Bill. Jerk. It was Nathan or Ian. It was, it was a, it had a and an N in it. It had an Ian and Ann. Yeah. Yeah. And an Ian. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Okay. He's asking me about greens. So we went around, we looked at some different green paints, gave him my suggestions. Very cool. For green paints. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was just weird. So was we're like, rock stars. And, uh, not at all. No, not, but, a, not uh, a little. It was, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Come up, say hi. Absolutely. If I'm at the, if I'm at the gas station pumping gas, come up and say hi. You have his express permission. Yeah. So now. <laughs> yeah. It'll never happen. So I'm, like, I'm fine to say that. Uh, I think after that, we probably came back. We had lunch at some point. I think that day I just did. I made a coleslaw, uh, a Maddie Matheson coleslaw with pickles and white onion in it and lemon. And that was fun. But I'd also made brats. So that was simple. Yeah. It's worth mentioning that I thought that Sam was vegetarian. And so every single meal I had prepared, not the ones I'm talking about, but every meal I prepared had a vegetarian angle. So for Sam, I had veggie patties that I was going to make for that lunch and other things like that. For pizza, obviously, you don't got to put meat on a pizza. It still mm-hmm. tastes good. Um, but then he was like, no, I'm fine with meat. And I was like, okay, that makes life easier. So yeah, we did brats and coleslaw. So we stuffed him full of meat the rest of the weekend. <laughs> like, okay, you like meat? Here's Let's a 20 ounce steak. <laughs> Let's see how much you like meat. Yeah, that brings us to the steak dinner on Saturday night that Scotty made. Oh, yeah. Ooh, baby. So I, you can apparently, so Whole Foods sells meat. <laughs> they have a pretty substantial butcher counter and you can call them and be like, hey, I want a ribeye that's 
two and a quarter inches thick. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, give us a day. And you go pick it up the next day. And so I got a fatty ass ribeye. Um, and I salted it in the fridge two days before we were eating it. So it kind of dries it out nicely, mm-hmm. draws the moisture out. The idea is that the moisture comes out of the meat, it dissolves the salt, and then it reabsorbs back into the meat and it changes the, uh, the salt level of the meat, allowing it to retain moisture more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it gets, also it's nice and meaty if you take some of the moisture out and it evaporates. Um, so yeah, I uh, reverse seared that sucker, put it in the oven until it was at like a 124 internal and then seared it up and now it's tasty. <laughs> nice little pink edge to edge. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> some scalloped potatoes, corn on the cob, which Sam was a big fan of, apparently. Uh, some roasted carrots. I think that was it. That was, it was a beautiful meal. Yeah. Made me sleepy right afterwards. It's like in a little food coma. Yeah, ain't time for this. We gotta, we gotta get back to painting. <laughs> That's what we did. We got back we to got, painting. We got back to painting. So, if at any point in the recap of this weekend you're not sure what we were doing, we were painting. Yes. But the nice thing is with four people, and I'll say this. By and large, this was your setup worked great for having four people there. They weren't, we weren't cramped. There was all ample light. Mm-hmm. Um, we all had our own space. There could plenty of stuff to put your, you know, your paints all over and not mm-hmm. feel cramped or whatever. Um, and you have your massive lights that could sit down before it blocks. Right, and we're right, all right. facing each other. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a, it's a little thing, something maybe we didn't think about in the moment, but in hindsight, that can really make or break a get together like this yeah is your situation of all kind of being inclusive being able to look at each other and chat and laugh and have plenty of space for your stuff and have ample lighting yeah um it's quick to if you're going to be painting for like as many hours as we did over a three-day span if you don't have good lighting in there it's gonna hurt you big time it's gonna hurt you yeah um side note after i got back so I think it was Monday, Monday afternoon. I'm at home and I'm working on something. I think I'm, I'm painting something or I'm building something, whatever. And I sit up and I immediately realize I have a massive crick in my neck. And it's still like, it's better now, but I'd be fine if I sit, if I stand up straight, my head is straight, I have in, I'm in no pain. But if I move my neck at all or hunch, it's like, pretty bad pain hmm. and i'm hoping i just have a pinched nerve from being probably sitting in a in a shape <laughs> or a posture that i'm not used to for those three days for so many hours and then on monday it kind of caught up with me and just something pinched and it was like we're now a week removed from that and i'm still not at 100 percent uh-oh um but i'm much better than it was for like two days i couldn't even like move oh geez so i was like oh boy what's your default painting position um, I think it has to do with how much I was the height of my table in mm-hmm. my painting space is higher. So my arms are up higher. And so I don't have to lean or crank my neck as much. I think I was doing more of this over the weekend at your place. And so my neck itself was, was pushed down more at okay. a weirder angle. And okay. so probably just it being down there like that, it's something with the nerve. And I just, I don't know. Sure. If you're an audio listener, John just leaned forward and kind of bent his neck toward the table yeah so yeah the, the surface is lower as opposed to your, your kind of countertop height you have to kind of lean in to get closer to it yeah mm-hmm. and that can probably mess you up 
If I was smarter, I probably should have just pushed my chair back a little further and then lean at the hips straight forward so my whole upper body is further down at an angle. Yeah. And then I'm keeping a straight back and a straight neck. Yeah. So my table has little feet height extenders on it that make it higher. Because when I originally built it, I love having a desk uh, right up against my legs. I don't know why I like that, but I do. And then I painted my elbows with it right in front of my face. That was the kind of way I painted for a long time. And then I came here and tried this, this countertop idea where the model meets the table in your hands. Like uh, that was explained poorly. You're holding the model. You got your elbows on the arms of your chair. And then your, your two hands come together at the edge of the table. Mm -hmm. You're not like laying it on the surface of the table. And I like that, so I bought these feet extenders to lift the, the, the height of my desk up, and then I took my chair and I lowered it so that I was lower mm. so I could simulate this. And it's nice because then you're not moving around a ton for camera purposes. Right. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm not sure. I've been making stupid videos for five years and I cannot figure out the right way to shoot miniature painting without compromising how I'm painting or compromising the shot. I feel like they're, I want my eyeballs to be camera lenses. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot figure out how to make my eyeballs camera lenses. Yeah. As much as I tr not try. Not a cyborg yet. We're probably not that far off. <laughs> We're not that far off. Why did we talk about this? Oh, cause you had a, you had a kink in your neck yeah. because of uh, the, the posture you had. Yeah. Yeah. We were painting a lot. Um, well, at least not, maybe not a lot, but we were painting with every single moment that we weren't doing expressed something else whether it was playing a game whether it was going to a store and stuff like that uh, but yeah so vince was like you're super lucky for how many stores you have in this area and we didn't even go to all of them no we didn't go to fancy fight game center we didn't go to two tower games we didn't go to there are so many you could seriously spend an entire day touring every single store that had miniatures in it and i'm counting miniatures as uh, including Simon board game miniatures as well. So that could include some board game stores that aren't specifically focused on miniature painting. I don't think you could hit them all in a day. You don't think if, so. If you are you counting something like a games by James and all of America no, in that? No, no, no. Okay. But yeah, just purely game stores, you know, like dreamers vault dreamers. Yep. There's in the actual GW store. Mm -hmm. They're all close within distance of where you live but they're also a bit away from each other so just taking sure. in travel time how much sure. time are you spending in each store let's do the math on this to see if it can be done i think you go to the biggest and baddest ones first you spend 45 minutes at each one of those and the ones after that you spend 20 30 minutes in those, okay. if not less if you planned out the full day and like you hit the first one that was the opens the earliest mm. you're in the parking lot i love your brain yeah. man you're just thinking about the strategy of yeah. how this would happen this is why I win at Age of Sigmar, and you made us lose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> I will feel like my army was particularly one-dimensional. Yeah. You, uh, so, but I'll figure it out. You figure it out. I think I'm gonna get in, a, in a, if we do it all over again. I made I made one pretty big mistake in turn one. <laughs> I would have in an ideal world, and there's nothing I don't think you did wrong here. In an ideal world, your vampire dragon runs amok a lot more than it did sure he got clogged down by those stupid summon crap yeah and just had to sit there and just eat through everything that came his way yeah had a shitty chalice of blood roll only healed one wound from yeah. it on a d6 that kind of sucked and for how many things he kept throwing at you and things you kept destroying um 
he, he did his job. He, it sure. wasn't like he was weak. It was like, ideally, you want him in their back objective. Yeah. Chewing up those shitty little heroes of Vince's uh-huh. and just pooping on their objective and say, you're right. done. Right. And we just we just couldn't do it, man. Right. Did we ever experience a double turn? Because we, we went first. There was no double turns the entire game. Okay. Because that would be something you could bitch about. But the fear. The fear of the DT. <laughs> the fear of the DT. Well, after like turn one, after turn one to for the top of two, um, we tied, and we went first, so we went ties, which is a new rule mm-hmm. in the I think it's the latest or it's Age of Sigmar two point um, where before if you tied you just roll off again. Now if you tie, whoever went first the turn before goes first again. So it kind of balances out the double turn not happening quite as much. Okay. So we experienced that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, We there was a tie, yeah. Um, anyways, end of day two. Uh, snacks, chilling. Vince is still painting, obviously. Um, <laughs> Vince and Sam went to bed, and then me and John stayed up until five or later than five watching YouTube videos and talking about you know, I don't remember what we talked about. Talked about YouTube miniature painting, but we were both like drunk as fuck and <laughs> not normal. Um, not normal. Yeah. We went to bed at five and I woke up at 1130 and that has not happened in a decade. Woo. No, no, no. I don't sleep in anymore. I haven't slept in for like five years because I can't anymore because of this the pattern that i have but yeah i woke up at 11 i was like fuck and i look at my phone and my phone's like tell john to text his wife and i was like oh jesus christ what happened so the first thing i do is i go out to you and you're already awake yeah. uh you, not by much though yeah, yeah, you had resolved it yeah we're um, fine yeah. i was just like sleep in too late my wife wondered if we were dead or something <laughs> which is a legitimate question <laughs> uh so yeah sunday woke up at 11 30 I think the lunch I prepared was egg salad sandwich, which sounds like a gross thing. I don't think it's that gross. Vince and I were both very skeptical because yeah. we are not egg salad sandwich fans. <laughs> I told my wife that you're making egg salad sandwich. She's like, are you going to eat it? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to eat it because Scott made it and he's going to make it not taste terrible. I'm going to try it. I don't like egg salad sandwiches. And it was the best egg salad sandwich I've ever had buy a country mile oh it was so good thank you uh amber makes them a lot uh we we have a we have dill in our garden and celery sometimes and so we've uh like to make it in the summer when we have those fresh things yeah it doesn't taste bad uh, it's a lot more complex interesting flavors instead of just like mushy egg poop like, yeah that's kind of the impression people get like it's like this gas station sandwich yeah or like this cafeteria sandwich but yeah yeah, and then being on right. toast, I'm a I'm a food texture person. Oh yeah, like there needs to be some kind of texture. I'm picturing when I think of egg salad sandwich, I'm picturing like uh, white bread, like Wonder Bread. No, that's just like super soft and spongy, and no. then that mushy inside of a egg salad. There's no texture there. Hard pass. <sighs> crunchy uh. toast, some celery in there. It's nice yes. and crunchy. Yeah, textural variety for you sure. You have a little smoked paprika in there. I felt like yep. I tasted that. Yep. God damn, nice like palate. Good like job. A week later. Damn. <laughs> mm. Snipe that. Yum, yum. So then we just painted for the rest of Sunday. Um, at some point, you guys uh, were done and I wasn't done because I had to finish the base. Um, and they played Warcry while I was painting. 
And then it was done. And what did we eat for dinner on? Oh, on Sunday, we had to order food out again because I was like, okay, either I can make you food and not finish this thing or finish this thing and we can <laughs> order food. I think you went and got us some wings. Some, some chicky wings. We needed some chicky wings. Dude, yeah. We ate like 50 chicky wings. Yeah, it was a lot of wings. It was amazing. Um, pretty good wings. Wing Stop was where mm-hmm. we got them from. Mm-hmm. Obviously, bone-in wings. Absolutely. Because we're not barbarians. Yeah. Um, a, a boneless wing isn't a thing. It's oh, not yeah, It's not real. Did you see that video of no. the dude that went to his like local city council meeting to talk to? Oh, uh, oh no, no, no. Okay, yeah, I saw that. I didn't watch it, but I know it exists. Yeah, it's hilarious. The, the first time I watched it, I didn't know what it was about. <laughs> Someone I think just posted it in our uh, trapped under plastic Facebook yes, group. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. with no description. <laughs> I watch it because I think I'm going to have to pull this down because it's some political post thing. Okay, okay. Because the still is just like a guy at a podium at a uh, you know local city council meeting. You know, it's a random guy that lives in, this, in the city or, or you know, de- whatever. Mm. Those are all f- half words that I said right there. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, gosh, it's going to be something political. Let me just see what it says. And I'm rolling on the floor <laughs> laughter, laughing after like a minute. Oh, my gosh. So... Maybe we'll find that video and we can put it in the description below. Nice. But uh, yeah, boneless wings aren't wings. No, they're not. It's just white a, meat with breading on it. This is a travesty. We need to be the what we want to see in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Change. Hold on. Uh, I recently learned something. Uh, so obviously a wing is two parts. It's the flat and the drummy. Mm-hmm. The drummy is white meat and the flat is dark meat. Did mm-hmm. you know that? I thought that the, the flat was just juicier because it had two bones going through it and a bone helps regulate the temperature of the meat in that it doesn't let it raise too high too fast and so it's just like the flat is always kind of like a moisture uh port <laughs> moisture it's a moisture part of the wing than the than the drummy but i didn't know that Do you know that i t- i didn't know that there's some chicken knowledge for you i that, I'm trying to think of this when I mean, you're looking at the anatomy of a chicken where that joint is the shoulder joint it's, it's got oh, the, yeah. the the drummy that's attached to the breast yep and so that's white meat when you look at the hindquarters i'm thinking like it's the same thing as the leg yeah it's the hindquarter of the breast the flat is yeah so yeah. it's like it's it's the same thing it's just the you know it's your bicep versus your thigh mm-hmm. kind of thing right mm-hmm. um but in the hips that's the uh the the thigh meat mm-hmm and then the chicken leg. So that's all dark there. But then why is the flat dark? Yeah, because the chicken leg is dark too, right? Isn't it? Yeah, chicken leg is dark. Yeah. I have no idea. The, this is We need some, some Bill Nye shit on this. <laughs> I don't know. This is Maybe I'm wrong. I, okay, I watched the I think video and it said is, it. I think it is. Well, no. There's Okay, sometimes when you get when you get the little drummy, there's that nice little nubbin, extra piece of, of meat mm-hmm. uh, way up on the top by the joint. And that's coming from the the breast where they chop that and you get that nice and that's white i yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. if the rest of that is we should get chicken wings for lunch and figure this out absolutely absolutely okay well that's what we're gonna eat for lunch hmm. anyways um i think uh we had dinner and that was kind of like a nice ending uh point everyone packed up we all hugged and everyone left and that was it and i was left in a basement uh, Vince left some of his AIDS here. His AIDS. Goddamn right. AIDS. What were the AIDS anyway? Uh, game oh. AIDS for Age of Sigmar. Uh, oh. It was a it was a ruler and like an objective marker. And then Sam left his sanguine base here. So now I have a P3 paint. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> That's a great color too. Yeah. 
That was the brick color we used, right? Yes. It was our brick color. Yeah. Okay. All, all said and done, I assume there's going to be much more things left behind. But we weren't super dirty or messy. No. 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 I mean, there's still snacks everywhere. Yeah. So Amber came home, and I had obviously cleaned up before she came home. But I only put things away. Mm-hmm. I didn't, like, vacuum or anything. And mm-hmm. she was like, this is the cleanest the basement has ever been. And I was like, so, yeah, that's a testament to how... We weren't getting crumbs everywhere and stuff. That was obvious. And Amber sees everything. Um, <laughs> Eagle eyes. Yeah. So, yeah. She's the true hawk lord. <laughs> hawk lord. Um, yeah. It was a good weekend. It was so much fun. It was so nice to meet Vince and talk to Vince. Uh, it was It's always nice to hang out with Sam. He's so much fun to be with. Um, and it was cool to sit across the table and just share conversations and also share paints. Uh, Vince brought a bunch of paints that we could try out. And so I tried out some different ranges that I don't have access to normally. Um, we all got to share basing materials. Uh, oh, we didn't say this. So an essential period, a point of a fucking, what am I saying? An essential <laughs> thing for all cons is a goodie bag. Yeah. So Vince, out of the kindness of his heart, made us all goodie bags that were all designed specifically for us as individuals yeah so that was so nice uh, mine had some cool terrain things in it he put some retro minis in there because he knows i'm starting to get a little bit of a thing for like retro pewter minis that's definitely true i've been buying so many pewter vampires on ebay it's ridiculous i don't know what to do with all of them <laughs> um what was in yours uh, I got a bunch of uh, terrain bits from the War Cry terrain set for nice. great stuff for basing dioramas, oh, yeah. and greeblies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got me a he gave me a bunch of different models that would be good for D and D minis, nice. so like a Forge World um, Warhammer Fantasy cleric that's dual wielding big hammers. I had never seen that model before. It's really nice looking. Nice. Um, got me this this uh like a dragon knight female from a company i hadn't heard of before but it's in resin it's a very nice cast some old crazy old golden demon little dwarf oh, on the yeah head. an exclusive golden demon model yeah yeah so a lot of cool stuff and then sam got us amazing coffee mugs oh yeah 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 i would say go get it i don't know where it is though i thought i saw it when i came here yeah but it has his artwork on it it's a sam yeah. lens artwork cup yeah that was cool and then uh i had to give sam one of the duchess um, and he's painting it right now, and he's doing some sick freehand on it on the yeah. dress. Excited about Vince. that. You said Sam Vince. I did say it. Okay, yeah. Sorry, gave it to Vince. I've already given one to YouTube losers. <laughs> yeah, where's that painted one, John? Dude, it's we painted it in the class. Remember? Yeah, that's, we, that's yeah. what I'm counting. We definitely painted it. Yeah, we we, we finished paint. it. Yeah, I mean it's it has paint on it. <laughs> I still have that one. Yeah, we. I mean. Throughout the course of that two-day course, course of that course, yeah, course of that class, um, we paint. The thing is mostly painted. Sure. You know, we just focus on certain, you know, we don't do every single thing that's metal, but we want to focus on teaching. Here's how we do the metal here. So it's mostly painted. I do want to paint the whole thing of my own I'm my just own kidding. idea i'm just messing eventually with you. i'm just messing with you like the day after you die i'll do it if you <laughs> if you don't want to paint it don't paint it okay. i do want to paint it okay yeah you're lying to me i, know I the reason i was actually holding off on painting it was because i knew we had planned a bunch of co- a bunch of classes right? sure and so we we're gonna paint it a bunch of times yeah so i didn't want to be like oh, i'm just gonna like burn it at both ends here <laughs> I wanted I wanted to paint her a bunch, learn so my best version, uh, nice. come up with some ideas, new ideas. Um, 
Vince shared, or not Vince, Sam shared an idea with Vince and I, what he wants to do, which is crazy, but he's not telling you because he wants it to be a surprise and it's going to be pretty epic. So the sad part about making food is you miss a lot of conversation. So there's probably a lot of things. Yeah, we talked about mostly bad things about you. Okay, yeah. Par (laughs) for the course. (laughs) Um, Is that it? I, I gave, oh, I had a present that I gave to Sam. Um, and I gave it to him Thursday when they were here. No, I didn't give anybody smoochies. You may have given me smoochies when you were drunk. I was trying to. Drunk, yeah. You were like, get off of me. Yeah. <laughs> I you like hold me by the head. And I was yeah, just the like, forehead. Yeah, you're just like a zombie. You can't <laughs> think how to out-strategize somebody <laughs> holding you by the forehead. Um, no, because I told Sam we went to Adepticon this when we went to Adept, We're going to go to Adepticon this year that I had a present for him. And it was a secret present. And since we didn't have Adopticon when he was here, I, I gave it to him. And it was a skull of an antelope. Really? Yes. So I gave him one of those that I have. Uh, it's a Europe. It's called a European mount. It's where you um, take the skull and you, you boil it and bleach it. Okay. So it looks like white bone. Yeah. There's a whole process to make that. Yeah. And then um, they have their very interesting, unique antlers that are on as well, which are actually um, made of the same thing as our fingernails. Their antlers are. And John is gesturing off to camera, which is, he's showing us two. These are also. Yeah. These are also antelope. I can go antelopes. get one down so people can see it. Did you give him the third one that was previously mounted on the wall that you own? Okay, so he has four total. And you're showing us one right now. Yeah, I've shot four total in my life. And so I have a couple out in my garage. And I've got two down here. Interesting. And so I just thought... Because they're kind of exotic looking. Yeah. They don't look like something you'd find in North America. But I thought the horns would be the same material as the bone. No. But it totally isn't. No. Does this come off? Can I... Yeah, so this actually there's there's duct tape... To kind wow. of to wedge it in, and this is obviously bone, and then this is separate. And so they shed these every year too, and they grow new ones. Wait, so this is like the antelope horns just on the plains? Yeah, I mean they're hard to find. Why? Who takes them? I mean, it's no nobody takes them. It's just like what happens trying to, to find a needle in a haystack. Why? They're giant. I know, but when it, there's rain and there's you know sand and dust and whatever and they all kind of end up looking in the same layer of dust that everything else is you can find them we found them out there but um they're not like you kick a dozen over on your way to the here's what i here's what i imagine you have a herd of antelope they kind of hang out in generally the same areas there's like 40 of them if they're all shedding at the same season that there might be one area where there's a concentrated amount of antelope horns well only the males have Uh, the horns okay okay and so cut in half yeah okay yeah, but they're out there. You can find them, but... Cool. So, because the reason why I gave this to Sam was because it feels like a Sam thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I told them, I'm like, look, I don't know. You don't have to take this if you don't want it. Like, if, if you, like, I won't, I won't be hurt. It just feels like something I think you'd like. You don't have to. That's no problem. I just thought, you know, I have four of them um, and we go every other year. Uh, on average, we spent a, like four years now. We're not going this year because of COVID, and my brother can't take off of work because um, of school stuff with the kids. Sure. Not being in person, but I guess I can just put this down. <laughs> and he took it, right? He ended up taking it? 
He did, and he he responded in a, a, a greater way than I thought he was going to. He was like, he was ecstatic. Like he was so happy. Awesome. And so I'm so happy that he liked it because exactly. It's like, oh, this is something that I think he would appreciate. Because other ones are in my shop and my garage on the wall and stuff. And it's great and all, but it's like if somebody else would appreciate it, great. And these are all obviously harvested in every bit of the animal that we could use was used in all the meat. We eat all the meat. This is not a trophy or whatever. No, we have yeah. these for, they taste delicious. Um, and it is a good way to support um, the economies of the, the cities and states that you hunt in, especially these a lot of these l- large Western states like Montana and Wyoming and Idaho. The, the money that they can't bring in from out-of-state hunting through the DNR is a huge portion of um, you know, how they support their roads and, and all that kind of stuff. So we're helping. A little hunting PSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to, you know, I mean, if people are going to be mad that I hunt, then they're going to be mad that I hunt. I guess I can't do anything about that, but just know that I'm not, I'm not like killing baby Bambies with my bare hands and like leaving them in the ditch or anything. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, I have more respect for people who hunt and, and butcher their own animals and people who eat meat in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of them, but because, you know, there are people that are like big game hunters that are excluded from that, but you have a new respect for an animal when you have to kill it and butcher it up. It's so easy to throw away half of a burger patty. Right. But when you're like, this was a living, breathing thing and I killed it, mm-hmm. I'm going to respect this thing and consume all of it or, or harvest all the meat from it. So yeah, that's a big deal. I've never experienced it personally. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a big deal. Yeah. So that was my gift to Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, and we made sure to check in on our boys that they got home on their drives. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone's and, still alive. And uh, I got a uh, drive home story. I got a drive home story. Really? Uh, I didn't tell you this yet. I got pulled over. By oh, no. On the drive home. And um, so I pull over. It was like, oh, crap. Immediately. Like, f- first thing you do when you're driving home on the highway and it's nighttime is check my speedometer. Was I speeding? I wasn't speeding. I mean, kind of was like speed limit 65. I was going 70. Like, sure. They're not. If they're pulling me over for that, whatever, I guess I'll take it. Man. Um, and so I pull over and the police officer comes up and and she's like, um, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, honestly, no, I don't. <laughs> um, and, you know, anytime I, I haven't been pulled over for probably like eight years. There's a point in my life where I got a lot of tickets and I pulled over <laughs> a lot. And that time is, is for the most part behind me. <laughs> It's one good thing about like driving a truck compared to like when my car before this was an Audi with black tinted windows. Okay. I got pulled over all the time. Yeah. Um, but she's like, uh, you were, you were swerving a little bit. I was like, Oh, was I, I didn't, you know, I didn't notice that. Um, and she's like, yeah, I mean, have you been drinking anything? And I'm like, Nope, I haven't. I got my Mountain Dew here. And I had my Mountain Dew thing. I'm like, uh, she's like, where are you going? I'm going home. Um, I just had, you know, I had a long weekend with the buddies, you know, we all, I just kind of told her the basic story. We'd get sure. together or whatever, you know, and, you know, we were staying up late and we were you know, hanging out and doing, you know, guy time and stuff. I'm like, so I'm, I am pretty tired, you know? And I like, maybe that was it. And she's like, were you on your phone? I'm like, no, I wasn't on my phone. And I wasn't. And, um, and she's like, okay, can you just get me your ID and your, uh, insurance? insurance? Okay. Anytime you get pulled over and the police officer asks you for your insurance. If you're me, maybe I'm the only person that does this. 
I immediately cannot find the insurance. I know it's in there. I I'm like bent over, pulling everything out, everything. Yeah, and like then she that. goes, Is this your vehicle? And I'm like, Yes, it's my vehicle. And I find the thing. I find it eventually. And it's in the, it's and it's up to date and it says my name, says the vehicle, it's all whatever, and I give it to her and she was good. But there's this moment of like, did she think I stole this truck? And then I'm like, high on drugs, <laughs> swerving all over the road, and she's going to be the one that catches me. Man. It, it, like, you just feel like no matter what I'm doing right now, I'm feeling like I'm looking guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, whenever I get pulled over, I grab the insurance and ID and put it in between my thumb and the steering wheel and put both hands in the steering wheel. Oh, see, just sit there. I don't like to go for my insurance because it's in the glove compartment over there. Yeah. I don't like to be moving and in, in whatever while they're not here yet. I don't want them to see me like the understandable grabbing, The alternative is you're grabbing shit while they're at the window. When yeah. I feel like they're more vulnerable. Yeah. We're talking about them like they're an endangered species. <laughs> yeah. No. I yeah, either I think either one probably has its downsides. Yeah. They asked for it. I'm like, okay, we do it. I only did it with one hand and kind of stuff, which made it more awkward for me to find the thing. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, pulling um, all the stuff. But. Did uh, did you explain anything about miniature painting? No, I didn't. I thought she, and she was super nice and patient. Um, and it was uh, overall, it was, you know, not a bad experience at all. And she understood. She's like, just if you, if you're getting too tired, just pull over whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm wide awake now. And she laughed. <laughs> she laughed. I'm like, truthfully, like your Dude. adrenaline is pumping. Oh my God. The moment you see those lights, it's like, it's yeah, just, it's, it's so crazy how your body reacts like that. Yeah. And I like sometimes, and this was one of those times when that happens and she was right behind me. Like my, I have a fairly, in general, I, I feel like I have very, fairly quick reaction times i just go like and i'm like i was like whoosh, i was off the road from 70 to stop like kicking up gravel because i was just like oh shit it's a woof so i probably made it look worse yeah but i mean what, what are you gonna do um me when we got pulled i didn't get it i didn't get a ticket no oh, that's good no but uh yeah so there's my coming home story of uh i don't know because here's the other thing when you're going on the highway and it's dark and it's not that highway needs a little bit of work. There's a lot, some like bumpies and like, you know, that's mm -hmm. the sound your, your vehicle makes. Yeah, definitely. It can go a little bit, you know, it's not a perfect straight line. And sometimes that'll push you off a little bit or if your alignment's not perfect in your vehicle. Sure. And so that's what I think I, I chalked it up to. And there's, there was no traffic. There's like nobody around. Right. So I don't like really focused on my lane kind of thing so no one's accusing you right now of being well i feel like your eyes are accusing me no i have been pulled over a number of times <laughs> we're whipping whipping shitties in your honda <laughs> no no in the target parking lot no just speeding man i've been pulled over yeah like not for a while but in, when i was high school college holy cow dude i'm late going everywhere so i'm always speeding mm -hmm. and i just got i get pulled over all the time but yeah, not anymore because I'm a responsible adult. You don't drive anywhere anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was our weekend. We hope you enjoyed hearing about it. We certainly enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully we could share some of that joy with you. So you will uh, hear us next for the start of season two. We are going to finish taping uh, this and then get to work on some research in ways to potentially improve or change nothing. Oh, yeah. 
Nothing well, is, yeah, that's totally possible. So uh, we hope you enjoyed the last year and change of Trapped Under Plastic. We sure have. We have had a lot of fun every time that we have a, a recording scheduled. I look forward to it. We have a good day. Um, and so it's glad to see that folks uh, out there have joined the Sprood and Sprood Army. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll keep at it. Absolutely. If you want to support the podcast, there are a number of ways to do it. You can buy merch like this sweater that I'm wearing. It's getting a little chillier outside here in Minnesota, so it's sweater season. Um, you can also do things like uh, watch our Google, uh, what? Watch our YouTube videos uh, with a whitelisted channel so you can see the ads that play. They pop up once every 30 minutes. You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or for some non-free varieties. We also have a Patreon that John just mentioned where you get a bunch of fun rewards like extended versions of the podcast where we talk about our favorite miniatures that we've seen from other painters in a given week. We talk about uh, what we've tried that was new in the hobby, techniques, materials, and how that fared. And we also talk about giving feedback to one of our sprudes and spruettes. So as a $5 patron, you can give us some of your miniatures. And you can also give us, uh, not physically, pictures of them. And you can also give us some topics to discuss for the podcast. Um, so yeah, all that is linked in the description below. Thanks for hanging out with us for a season of Trapped Under Plastic. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs>